Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hey, Stephanie, can you believe that the average mass-produced bottle of wine can contain up to 16 grams of added sugar? I know, that's crazy. That's more than a glazed donut. Oof, she kind of grosses me out. But anyway, we're so excited because we finally found clean crafted wine that we enjoy, that tastes good, and we don't feel like crap the next day. I am loving these Scout and Cellar wines. We've tried several of the different types and all of them taste good, like Marnie said. And we love the fact that there's no added sugar. They're free of chemicals and pesticides. They're grown with organic grapes and sustainable farming practices. And they have very low sulfites, which are one of the things that can often cause the headaches the next day. And, you know, it's summertime, it's patio season. It's so nice to just get outside. If you enjoy having a glass of wine, um, we are super excited to be part of Scout and Cellar. And we do have our online shop. So you just head on over to www.scoutandcellar.com. That's S-C-O-U-T-A-N-D-C-E-L-L-A-R.com slash the art of living well. You can have clean crafted wine delivered to your door. Hello and welcome to episode number 34 of the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so excited to share today's guests with you who are here from Lakewinds Food Co-op. Our conversation is with two members of their marketing team. Renee Wisnant is the marketing manager at Lakewinds Co-op in Minneapolis and Jennifer Dean, who is the Events and Community Relations Coordinator. For all our listeners who don't live in the Twin Cities, please keep listening as the content we provide goes well beyond this one grocery store as we dive into food co-ops in general, how they differ from the typical grocery store and how they are fostering community and supporting local businesses. This discussion will inspire you to find a co-op in your city and support local farmers and food manufacturers. Lakewinds Food Co-op is a cooperative grocery store that specializes in sustainable, organic, and local foods and products. They are committed to educating folks about their food cooperative and sharing the stories that make Lakewinds so unique. During this podcast, we talk about what exactly is a co-op, what makes it different than other grocery stores, and how they support the health of the people and communities. Lakewoods became an official co-op in 1975 serving the families who call their corner of the metro home with the highest quality organic and sustainably raised food from as close by as they can get it ever since. They are committed to working to minimize our impact on the earth. Today, their thriving co-op has three stores, over 27,000 community owners, and over 300 knowledgeable employees with a contagious passion for real local food. No membership is required to shop. Marty and I both love their co-op and we can attest to 
how knowledgeable all the employees are. It's really honestly so much fun. It's such a fun shopping experience that they create for their customers. You'll learn about the standards that Lakewinds and other co-ops are committed to, which makes your job as a customer easier knowing that the ingredients and the food and health and personal care products in their stores are of the highest quality. They share tips and tricks to shopping at co-ops and saving money. We also talk about how shopping at a co-op supports your local economy, the farmers, and all while reducing carbon footprint. For those listeners who do live in the Twin Cities, we highly recommend that you drop by one of their three stores, which are located in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield, and experience the benefits of shopping at a local co-op. We also forgot to mention during the interview that Lakewinds is offering a promotion for all of our listeners. If you head on over to their website, www.lakewinds.coop slash livingwell, you will receive a coupon for $5 off your order of $25 or more. And with that, let's get started with our conversation with Renee and Jennifer. Jennifer and Renee, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Stephanie and I are both members of Lakewinds Co-op and we both have been for years actually, and it's our favorite store to shop in. I live super close to your Minnetonka store and I know Stephanie lives near the Richfield store and so We actually are both shopping at different stores all the time, but we always find the staff to be so cheery and knowledgeable. And we know that a lot of people don't love to grocery shop, but honestly, I think we both really love it. And one of the reasons (laughs) is because your store is so inviting and it's aesthetically appealing and there's just this beautiful amount of color and products and local and anyway so we just can't say enough about how much we love coming to Lakewinds. So we want to start out today by getting into the basics of the co-op as this term may not be familiar to a lot of people and we're wondering if you can share with our listeners exactly what is a co-op, how is that different from other grocery stores and how does it support the health of people and community? Well, thank you so much. First of all, thanks for having us. We're so happy to be on and have this conversation. Um, I think starting to talk about co-ops, one of the biggest differences is our product standards. And a lot of people don't know this, but before anything comes into the store, every product and every item is carefully vetted. Um, Our team looks at all the ingredients. They make sure that um, they, they fit our standards. So for example, That might mean in produce, Um, like 95% of our produce is organic throughout the year. We buy as much local groceries and produce as we can. Um, So that's that's unique to us. We have about 150 varieties of local fruits and vegetables in our store during the growing season. Um, Like with our grocery items, there's no artificial colors or no artificial flavors or preservatives no hydrogenated oil, no bleached flour. So there's a bunch of things we do not allow in our, in our food. Um, so we have a long list of banned ingredients so people can look at that if they want. Even our body care has no parabens or petroleum. Our meat has no additives or nitrates or nitrates and things like that. Yeah, right. And so um, I think that one of the things that people really value about shopping at the co-op and a lot of the Twin Cities co-ops have similar standards to ours is um, that it, you don't have to stand and read every single label um, when you're shopping at the grocery store and you can trust that you're getting really wholesome, real food for your family. 
Um, as far as cooperatives in general, I guess I would say too, one of the things that makes us different than a regular grocery store that I always like to point out to people is um, that we are owned by our shoppers. So there is not some CEO or um, group of people at the top of our business that, you know, shareholders that are making a lot of decisions. It's actually the shoppers who own our store. Um, and our shoppers also have uh, a voting process where they vote for our board of directors who kind of steer the ship, so to speak. So um, there are many, many different types of cooperatives too, just to mention that. Um, cooperatively owned businesses are, have been around, you know, for many, many, many years. Um, the model that many cooperatives use now was, um, was developed back in the 1800s and we're all, no matter what kind of cooperative we are, um, there are some general principles that guide cooperatives. One of those is that membership or ownership in the co-op is open and voluntary and that all owners have a democratic say in what happens at their co-op. Um, we're also autonomous, so we're an autonomous organization that's independent. There's not, like I said, some um, larger company at the top that owns our co-op. It's all you know, owned by our members. Um, and all of the members have economic participation, meaning each of them has purchased stock in our company. That's how they became owners. Um, along with that, some of the guiding principles also of co-ops are that we believe in providing education and information to our communities. So um, one of the ways that we do that here at Lakewinds is through things like store tours or visits to schools or senior centers or other community groups. Um, also, as Renee mentioned, one of the co-op principles is cooperation amongst cooperatives, meaning that, um, you know, not only do we can cooperate and, and partner with a lot of the Twin Cities co-ops and other co-ops in our state around us, um, we also have some pretty deep relationships with um, other cooperatives such as Equal Exchange, whose products we carry on our shelves. And the final principle of co-ops that's actually probably the nearest and dearest to me is concern for our communities. So all co-ops um, really giving back to our communities and making sure that we are uh, a, a good source of, you know, a place for community to gather. Um, we are promoting nonprofit organizations that help build stronger communities is, is really at the heart of what we're doing. So yes, profits are important. We are a business after all. Um, we are not a not-for-profit business. We are a regular business, but since we're a cooperative business, these principles guide us in everything we do. I, I just absolutely love that. And I think there's more businesses, you know, even like the B Corporation, right, mm -hmm. that are focused on more than just the profits, right, and making sure that like you do all the vetting so people don't have to spend hours at the grocery store, which I think is what's overwhelming for people to go. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that you're giving back to the community and your mission is getting, you know, healthier and cleaner products in the hands of more people. Right. And really when you're, yeah. when you're shopping at the co-op, you're supporting all of those principles. You're, the reason that we can give back to our communities is because we have a strong owner base and strong um, shopper base, even of people who are non-owners. And I think that's a really important point to make that every, literally we write everyone is welcome all over our, <laughs> our store. And we mean that. Um, you don't need to be a member to shop there or an owner of our co-op to shop with us. Anyone is welcome. Um, and we really try to accept people as they are and where they are. So creating, again, that sense of community and a really comfortable space to be in um, where you can be yourself and be accepted. I Which think is people hard. also like to know, sorry. <laughs> I think people also like to know that like we do vetting on even things like our bamboo wear. We'll make sure that, obviously you, you can't grow bamboo in Minnesota, but we'll make sure that whoever has made that 
has been paid fairly, that they have safe working conditions and fair pay. Um, our bags that we are bringing in are made from 100% um, recycled water bottles because we want to be able to reduce the impact of plastic in our planet. So we make all these decisions every day behind the scenes, really with an eye on the environment and community and just what's better for people and the planet. So that really guides us throughout everything we do. And I really love that you're telling us this on the podcast because I don't think a lot of people know and understand that. I don't think that they know that you're vetting all these products ahead of time. And I love the fact that I can just walk into the store and be confident that what I'm purchasing isn't going to have all this added junk to it. And for all the listeners out there, know that your local co-ops are doing that for you because that's amazing. And I think the other point you touched on is just like making sure that the workers, you know, for instance, the bananas. I know you have a sticker on the bananas that say they're fairly, I'm probably using the wrong words, right? But fair fair wage or fair, fair pay. Trade, yeah. Fair trade. And that's important too. And I think people sometimes wonder, well, why is the co-op more expensive for like a banana? Well, let's think about, you know, think about the person, the farmers, right? For all, especially the produce. And it's really important that we make sure that they're paid fairly. So that's another, I guess, benefit to me that I think about when I'm shopping in the co-op and the local brands. And we'll talk more about that throughout this conversation. Right. And food equity is obviously a large, um, and equity in the food system in general is a large topic that we could go down. But yes, you know, prioritizing things like local companies, B corporations, um, businesses that are fair trade or are cooperatives themselves um, really helps us be able to provide products to people that, you know, you can be really confident in where these things were sourced um, and that people were paid fairly along the way. And no, you're not, saving money on the back of someone else, so to speak. Right, which, which think, makes people feel good. Yeah, and I think the other thing people might not know about their local food co-op is it's a great place to find clean body care mm -hmm. and things like that because, you know, with sunscreen in the summer or vitamins makeup. and supplements, makeup, yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where it's so nice not to have to stand at the shelf and have to read. Like if you want paraben-free makeup, you don't have to sit there and read all these different you know, labels, you just know that whatever you pick is going to be healthy for your skin and your the right. sunscreen you're putting on their kids or if your teenager starts to wear makeup and you want to make sure that it's healthy for them, it's just nice to have that comfort level and knowing that it's not going to be harmful for them or the planet and the water and the, the oceans and the reefs, the sunscreens say for our lakes and all that's really important. Absolutely. And there are some tips and tricks I can give you to shopping at the co-op and saving a dollar or two mm -hmm. because there are, oh, ways, yeah. so there, there are ways to shop at the co-op um, and, and save a dollar. So I would say um, if we can get into it real quick, one of the ways I always tell people to when they're kind of getting their, their feet wet with shopping at the co-op is to really prioritize the perimeter of the store. Um, that's where I think that you get the most bang for your buck. Uh, eating those fresh foods versus packaged prepared items um, can really save you a lot of money. If you think about like a packaged food item or a prepared food item, how many stops along the way that took before it got to your plate versus focusing on fresh food, fruits and vegetables and meats. Um, it's a really good place to get your feet wet and start shopping at the co-op. And not everybody, you know, is, is willing to jump in or able to jump in and take the plunge to, you know, say, I'm only going to buy organic produce. But, um, the environmental working group puts out a for free a list every year of like their dirty dozen and their clean 15. Mm -hmm. I always try to encourage people to start there. You know, the dirty dozen are the the fruits and vegetables that 
a lot of pesticides and chemicals are used when you grow them conventionally. So that's the best place to start thinking about buying organic. And then the Clean 15 is kind of the opposite, where these are the fruits and vegetables where the least amount of chemicals and, and insecticides and things like that are used in the conventional um, growing of those things. So, so you can maybe kind of buy conventional of those items when you, when you don't want to buy organic or can't find organic. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I think that's a great tip. Yeah, and also eating seasonally. If you think about like the produce departments, you know, buying grapes in the dead of winter or cherries in the dead of winter, it's really expensive. We've all seen that. Um, and so really embracing local season near you can actually save you a lot of money and it also helps out our local farmers and our local economy. Uh-huh. And then my, I guess my last tip, my big last tip is um, don't be afraid of the bulk aisle. <laughs> don't be afraid of the bulk aisle. It seems intimidating to some people, but um, you know, shopping in bulk is a great way to go. You get just what you need. Um, you generally will end up with things that are a lot cheaper than when you buy them packaged, whether it's rice or spices or um, legumes or beans or even trail mix or other snacky type things like that. It's a lot cheaper to buy it in bulk. Um, and in our stores, you know, this is this is kind of a recent thing coming back from COVID. Normally, we allow everybody to bring um, their reusable packaging in so you can refill your glass jar with whatever and then um, kind of take it home with you, rinse out the jar, bring it back and fill it again. So you save on packaging as well. Um, and then we, we also do have like, uh, it's called the Field Day brand. That's that's probably our, not like a house brand, but it's kind of the house brand that all the co-ops carry where it's most of it is organic and it's gonna almost always be the cheapest option on the shelf. Um, so that's a good way to start when you're looking in packaged groceries to kind of look for that Field Day brand. Those are great tips. And I love the bulk aisle and partially because then I don't have a bunch of food stored in plastic bags in my house too. So I use right. a lot of mason jars and glass containers. And Marnie and I talk a lot about going, you know, switching from plastic to glass. Right. Um, so that's another right. way. And then everything's very visible. It's actually like easier to organize, I find, and see exactly what you have. So you don't have a bunch of bags all over your pantry that get lost right. and buried. And or half empty that. boxes that you don't know are empty or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a big bulk tip for people, I think, is to start with the spices because you can just buy the amount of spice you need. Use your old spice bottle and you can fill that up. You can get really affordable organic spices that will stay fresh because you buy just the amount you need. I mean, that's a really right. great entry into the bulk aisle for people who are like, ah, what, what is this? <laughs> right. I mean, when we're, when we're thinking about like even things like holiday baking, you know, how often are you going to use a, you know, giant jar of nutmeg? Are you going to go through that thing in a year? Because after about a year, that nutmeg will not taste as fresh and as strong anymore. So why not just buy, you know, the few tablespoons that you need for your holiday baking and save a lot of money in the process too. So just to clarify, during COVID right now, can you bring your jars in? I was unclear, or can you not? No, but I think we're going to be able to bring them soon. I'm not sure the exact timing. So by the time this airs, people might be able Perhaps. to bring back their jars. I hope so, because for us, like we want to reduce plastic as much as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. And so do you have to, this is getting a little tactical, but you have to bring the bottle, I think, and have it weighed before, right? Just like... You have the little scale. I use the scale for the bottle. Yep. That's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So you just set your empty bottle on there and it'll show how much the bottle itself weighs. And then there's either you can type in the tear weight on the scale itself or there's little stickers there that you can write tear and then point whatever of a pound that it weighs. Mm -hmm. That way you don't get charged for the weight of your bottle. You just get charged for what's inside of it. 
These are great tips. I I always buy, you know, the spice bottles. And then I sometimes think, well, I wonder how long they're good for. About a year. And then they're going to lose their flavor and they won't be as potent. Yeah. Yeah. I just wrote a tip where if you have a spice, then you're not sure if it's still good. Just open it and see how fragrant it is. And if you can't really smell it, then you should dump it out and then go to the bulk aisle. Yeah. (laughs) For a lot more affordable price. Well, I've been doing a lot of the bulk spices at Lakewinds because I bought all new jars that were, so I could label them and they were all kind of lined up and a little bit more organized in my pantry. And so now I really have to, I mean, I want, I want all the spices in the certain jars. So it sort of forced me to go bulk, which is good. Yeah. No, I had one more kind of summertime tip if you want to hear that one. So (laughs) my tip is... We do have um, delivery from Instacart and a lot of the local clubs might have delivery through other, you know, other delivery services as well. But um, my big hack is on the summer weekends when you're gone, if you're up north hiking or at the cabin or up at the lake or whatever you're doing for fun, you can time out your Instacart delivery so it arrives at your home like an hour after you get home. So it just helps your week be so much better. So you get home, you unload your car, you start your laundry, and then your groceries arrive. So you can really um, just hit the ground running for the week ahead. Um, You can also get your your dinner delivered with it. (laughs) So if you haven't had dinner yet, get some like maple glazed salmon or some kale salad or veggie fries for the kids. So when you get home, it's just that, that stress and that burden of the week ahead is lifted when you just have your groceries delivered to your door. I love that. And then it avoids like, oh gosh, I'm just going to have to order like, you know, frozen pizza or have something that's fast or maybe not as healthy too. You get a fresh, healthy mm-hmm. meal on re-entry. So. Mm-hmm. The couple times I've done that, it just worked out so well. And when they come to the door, you're just like, oh, yay, here's, here's all my groceries. It's going to save me like an hour and a half round trip. I know what I have. Like I meal planned for the week. It's all here. And I don't have that stressor for the next week ahead. That's a, that's an amazing tip. And I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that because a lot of people are heading up North right now, especially on the weekends. So. Absolutely. Um, so pivoting just a little bit, one of my favorite things, and I know Marnie is the same way about your co-op and really any co-op is all of the local food gems that I discover wandering around your store. I mean, I could spend hours in there and I've discovered amazing local brands. I mean, Freak Flag Organics, which is one of our favorites. And we had the, the founder and owner, Fred Haberman, on our podcast a few months ago. Um, I started using that very early on before it hit the shelves anywhere else, thanks to, thanks to you guys. And I love seeing a lot of these smaller brands that I've discovered at my local farmer's market. So I live near Linden Hills in Minneapolis, and I have the opportunity to talk to the owners, like the owners of Humble Nut Butter. I mean, I was following them and messaging them back on Instagram. And then I was so excited when they finally hit your shelves and, um, the woman that started Atlas Provisions, those Lotus Pops, which are love those. Love those. <laughs> the truffle one is my it's favorite. Amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> my kids like the chocolate and the sweet one too, but they're great. So I, I just, I love that. And so can you talk a little bit about how you discover these local gems and that process for all those foodies out there that maybe have a food product or a brand that they want to um, launch into a co-op and what are some of the benefits of sourcing local and that I guess that whole process I'd be curious to know more about. Oh my gosh there's so much to say about this. (laughs) Um, Well one thing is if someone is making a great local product 
um, they can go to our, our website and our contact us page and contact our, our team who would then again review the ingredients to make sure it meets our standards and then look at you know pricing and other other factors to decide to bring it into the store. Um, we love having these unique local products. It helps the local economy when you're supporting local makers. Um, a lot of times they'll get their ingredients from local farmers, so that helps the local farmers. You're getting that food delivered to you fresh. It's fewer food miles. So you have a reduced carbon footprint. I mean, the benefits of having local items are, there's so many, what am I forgetting? Right, well, I would just say too, like people who are interested in trying to get into their local co-op, yes, like you said, reach out um, via their websites or if there's any email contact on their website. Our purchasing team is amazing at vetting products and looking for new products, especially local things. And they really work to make it as easy as possible for local makers to transition from, like you said, that cottage food industry where they're selling in um, farmers markets or direct to consumers from their websites to kind of make the jump into retail, um, which is not an easy jump to make. That's a really big step for, for local makers. So um, there are, you know, almost always going to be some stumbling blocks. And I think our purchasing team here at Lakewinds does a really amazing job at just doing everything they can to minimize those hurdles and get as many local brands as possible and really prioritizing local products um, whenever they can, you know. As I said, we, we really um, also try to prioritize things like fair trade and other cooperative businesses, but local is probably the top of that list, I would say. Yeah. Um, local is very important to all everyone on our teams. And when the pandemic hit and everybody was like baking at home, they found locally milled flours from yep. Great River Milling and they really reached out to make sure that they could fill in those gaps with local products mm -hmm. as much as possible. Finding new, even hand sanitizers, finding new partners, local partners to source hand sanitizers. Yeah. I love Roots Essential has new hand sanitizers out. They smell really good. Yeah, they're, oh, they're good. I saw that you sent some hand sanitizers. I just, I, I didn't open them yet, but I'm yeah, very Roots Essential is one of our favorite body care brands. Yeah, they're a local, local brand, company. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and I would say too that, um, um, our purchasing team too, of course, it, it's taste and flavor. So what they bring in has all those wonderful attributes of being local and, and better for our economy, but they taste amazing. And I know we, right. we both have some um, favorites. Have you tried our wildflower waffles? No, but you set those over. Yeah. You yes, you'll have to try them. So those are locally made Liege style waffles. They have vanilla and then a blueberry lemon. And they are delicious. They are, they're kind of a, more of a treat yeah. <laughs> than a breakfast, yeah. but you can also make them and um, use, make ice cream sandwiches with them if you want. They're delicious. One oh my gosh. One of my products that we put in, or my favorite local products that we put in that bag for you guys is actually a story of a local brand that made that jump from cottage food industry to retail shelves very, very recently. And that's um, Seven Songs Organic Farm Pesto. They make uh, garlic scape pesto that is nut free. And it actually uses sheep's cheese instead of, uh, you know, the traditional cow cheese. So if you're like me, a little sensitive to casein, it's a little easier on your tummy as well. Um, and just a delicious product. I mean, out of this world pesto. I thought I made good pesto, but she's she's got me beat by, by a long shot. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to try that one because we love pesto. Everyone in my house loves pesto. So, And same with my house, actually. Yeah. It's my youngest. It's like her favorite thing. She requests something with pesto almost every night. So, Yeah, <laughs> yeah you take some local Taste Republic noodles that are gluten-free um, and a little bit of that pesto, and we, um, we brought in some local 
local mushrooms from R and R cultivation recently that are amazing. And they're so pretty and, and they're unique. beautiful. Yeah, they're like you know different colors of oyster mushrooms or piopino mushrooms, mane chestnuts. Um, but you know, grab a little bit of mushrooms, grab a thing of noodles, grab one of those uh, jars of pesto from Seven Songs Farm, and you've got dinner that is super tasty, really easy, and affordable. Very affordable, and I think that's the point. Like, and you kind of touched on this earlier, but it doesn't have to be, you know, eating healthy and eating well does not need to be expensive. And I think that's unfortunately some people still, you know, thoughts. They still think right. that, like, oh, you know, it's like it's going to cost my whole paycheck to go to the store and buy groceries. And if you use your tips and you stock up, so when you have an owner deal or just a special that anyone can participate right. in stock up and buy more. And a lot of the plant-based ingredients are much cheaper than sure. worrying about buying like a huge piece of meat for every meal. Right. Mm -hmm. I would say that eating well and, and eating real food that's better for you and for the environment doesn't have to be expensive, as you say, but I think it does require a little bit of thought. And that's maybe, Absolutely. you have to you have to give some thought to where your food is coming from. Um, maybe do a little bit of planning, but man, is it worth it in the end. Mm -hmm. Well, and I love that we're just sitting here talking about all of these mouth-watering, healthy, delicious food. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing, right? Like, we're right. talking about all these fresh ingredients, and I'm like, oh, sounds delicious right now. <laughs> I mean, we're recording this right before lunchtime, so all of us are probably starting to get a little hungry. <laughs> and I hear you on the planning, and that's, I mean, Marnie and I live this. This is sort of our, you know our other job, if you will, in career is working with people on all this in the planning. Right. So Unfortunately, a lot of the steps. food that's, you know, really easy, really fast for you to get and, and is available everywhere is just not um, good for us and not good for the planet, you know? So it just takes a little bit of, a little bit of thought and time on the front end. But once, once you get into the swing of it too, it's, it's amazing how easy it becomes and, um, and how you become a very savvy co-op shopper quickly. <laughs> I was going to mention too that there are some great locally made sauces. So maybe if you're in a cooking rut and you're looking for something new, you can buy some local sauces that will add a lot of flavor to your meal, like the Maza chutney or the Lost Capital um, sauces. So there's a lot of delicious things you can add just to really make your your dinner like be a little bit extra special with those flavors. Yeah, yeah. Lost Capital hot sauce is like the only thing I will use when I make tacos now. I can't have anything else. I'm totally spoiled. Um, and that's a local product that's made using a lot of local produce too. So would you say most of these local products are finding you through that contact us form or are you going out and kind of searching for products? I mean, it's a little bit of both because our purchasing team does go to um, trade shows throughout the year. Um, there's there's one that's local that's a pretty big one that I know that they find some of these local brands at. But yeah, it's a little bit of both. I'd say, and word of mouth also gets around, I think, the cottage food industry when people are kind of thinking about and, and the farmer's markets. Um, and we, we try to have uh, a presence at a lot of the local farmer's markets so that people kind of get to know us and, and have um, that line of communication open to them. Mm -hmm. So changing gears a little bit, I know we touched upon this a little bit earlier, but just talking about the standards that you have in terms of um, across all the food co-ops and also with certain ingredients that you don't allow in your store, in your products, on the shelves. Why, why are these standards so important to you? And um, do, you, do you keep a list or how do you kind of come up with that? 
we do keep a list um, and that's available on our website. Uh, we have our banned ingredients in food list and then also one for supplements and one for body care. Um, yeah, so I guess in, first off, I will say that each co-op has its own banned ingredient. We don't share across all co-ops that all co-ops ban these ingredients. It's just what our co-op has identified as ingredients that we um, are not willing to carry. Um, some of them are for health reasons. Um, maybe like I could, for example, um, aluminum and deodorant we don't allow or phthalates or propylene glycol. Um, all of these have some negative, uh, potentially negative health benefit or health um, cons consequences to them. Um, and then some of them are uh, also for environmental reasons too. Mm -hmm. And I think the purchasing team is kind of at the forefront along with our general manager of curating that list. So they're constantly, you know, as they're, um, they, they stay up on a lot of the research that's coming out around food and um, ingredients like these, and they constantly are updating and, and changing this list. Like one example is there was a time where, where palm oil was getting to be popular and that was leading to the destruction of orangutan habitat. So we um, had to make sure that our palm oil was not contributing to that. We didn't, we didn't have very much palm oil in anything anyway, but they literally looked through every product in our store to see what had palm oil, where was that palm oil sourced, and did like all this research to make sure we were not contributing um, unintentionally from orangutan habitat destruction. So, I mean, they really deep dive into some of these issues that pop up as they occur. Right. And even existing products that we carry, they're constantly monitoring the ingredients. We had one, I won't mention the name, but a much loved um, product that we had to pull from our shelves because they started using sodium benzoate. And that's one of our, hmm. um, they used it to, to extend their shelf life, but that's one of our banned ingredients. Yeah. Well, I've noticed that before too. I think in the deli, there was a certain, this was probably four years ago. A certain type of deli turkey that I would buy yeah. and I went one day and it wasn't there and I asked and that, that's the explanation they gave me is that it was pulled because it didn't meet our standards which I mm -hmm. love because then I don't have to worry about like we said doing my own research because I know that's part of the co-op and that's the experience and the benefit of shopping at mm -hmm. one. Right. And just even like the knowledge that your employees have in the specific departments I find so beneficial. So when I go to the, you know, the fish and the meat area and I'm always trying to find like what's the local and wild fish. And I know living in Minnesota, we don't always have, you know, options, but even hearing this is the farm raised salmon recently and how the one that's sourced in Wisconsin, and it's actually probably cleaner potentially than even right. the wild salmon, which is what he told me. And it's all green. It's like they're, they're only fed greens and it's local, you know, it's in Wisconsin. So I, bought that for the first time and it was delicious um, and yep. I felt good knowing but like I can get educated too even as a more educated mm -hmm. shopper by just having conversations with the people and the um, the individuals that are in like the health and beauty area I find very very knowledgeable oh yeah. yeah I'd say that's one of the uh, you know unique perks to shopping at the co-op is that nearly everybody working there is an expert in their in their departments you know yeah, we're um, passionate about it that's why they're there yeah. right right and yeah. constantly learning um that's another thing I think that everybody mm -hmm. it's it's kind of ingrained into what we do is is constantly learning um how we can do better and um find the best products possible to sell to people yeah, so like the Superior Fresh that you mentioned, we actually had someone from Superior Fresh come to the store to like our, our Coop Scoop. Um, it's basically an employee meeting that happens. They're not happening right now because of the pandemic, but they normally happen. 
and really um, she came in and talked about how the fish are raised and making sure that there's not too many fish because they want to make sure that the, that the fish have quality of life and then how does it work and they have very little water waste. They recapture so much of it's it. Like 99% or more of their water is recaptured and reused. Which so. is amazing and then they also have like huge um, like prairies outside, like mean prairie, restoration. prairie restoration around it. I mean, it's an amazing story, but then when they come in and talk to our staff, then our staff can share the right. story with you. And then everyone is more educated about the local food system and how we can improve it. Right, and when they came out, they, they fed the staff. So everybody got to try the greens and the salmon that are raised at Superior Fresh. Mm -hmm. um, and they even talked a little bit about how aquaponics works. So even, you know, people who, like wellness department folks who may not directly deal with customers who want to know where their greens or their salmon came from are now educated on what aquaponics is and why that might matter to the food system um, and food miles. You know, when we think about Atlantic salmon, geez, talk about saving on the food miles. You know, you're not buying it from thousands of miles away. It's coming from next door in Wisconsin, a couple, you know, 100 miles away. Which I just had that salmon last night, actually, and it was amazing. <laughs> It was so delicious. My one of my favorite recipes right now on our website uses that superior fresh salmon and it's a um, pistachio, pistachio crusted salmon on a bed of uh, wilted beet greens. It's amazing. Ooh, amazing. Oh, that we'll have to delicious. link that up in the show notes. You said it's on the website. Out of, yes, out of this world. <laughs> and yeah, I saw there's a bunch of great recipes on your website for anyone out there. It doesn't matter where you live because you can get the recipe around the, wherever you are, if you're around the world. Yeah. 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 I was going to mention too, that a lot of co-ops are so great about educating staff and having interior promotions um, and making sure that your staff is learning and growing in the, in the, in the co-op. Um, like one of our store managers, she started off as a dishwasher, as a dishwasher in the deli. Um, English is her second language. So she, you know, really started off not knowing and then she raised she went from dishwasher to working in the deli to deli, deli manager, manager to yeah. store manager at richfield now so now she's a store oh. manager yeah so and i i think I, I tried to pull out some lists from last year i know we had a stat last year so um last year there was eight out of a little over 300 employees 85 lakewind staff were advanced or promoted to new roles in their last fiscal year so we really are all about um promoting from within and as i was saying before we started recording i started off in the front end so i have a really extensive background of um, retail management and um, a teaching degree was working in the front end department at the minnetonka store became the front end manager and now I do the events and community relations piece, which is wonderful because I kind of get to use that teaching degree that I hadn't been using as much. We have five people on our marketing team and four came from elsewhere in yeah, the, in the, in the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. I, I love that. So um, pivoting a little bit, let's talk about the state of the co-op in recent months. Obviously, since the Corona pandemic hit the U.S. in you know March or so, the state of grocery stores and the overall you know shopping experience has shifted quite a bit can you mm -hmm. share how this has impacted lake winds and the trends you've noticed about how people shop and what positive changes you envision kind of continuing into the future yeah you know at the biggest change i think is that people shop less often but when they do shop they buy more and that's really kind of a, a best practice of this time is that we do want to try to have 
Um, you know, we don't want to have crowds in the store. We want to make sure there's plenty of social distance from maneuvering down the aisles and waiting in line. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing that I can see from that perspective. Yeah, and I would say a positive that will probably continue after this that seems to have come from this or, or gained momentum from this is the whole meal planning idea. A lot of people are doing a lot more meal planning than they ever did, a lot more, um, you know, not waiting to the last minute of what are we gonna do for dinner tonight, which again, I think helps to make better food decisions in the end, you know, because you're taking the time to think about what we're gonna eat before before we get to the point of, oh my gosh, we're starving and we have nothing to eat now. <laughs> I think in March, tons of people were baking. Yes. It was such a big trend. People were really yeah. getting back in the kitchen. They were baking, um, whether they were singles or with kids and have a family, people were baking like crazy. That was fantastic. Right, yeah. And just, yeah, spending time with family in general. We've seen, you know, obviously things like puzzle sales go through the roof. <laughs> um, and, and even, you know, things like home spa days. People are taking more time for things like that and doing those kind of um, fun things together that it's not just, you know, running around from one activity to the next or one meeting to the next or outing to the next. It's, it's a, again, being a little more intentional and um, spending that time with each other. Yeah, it's like disrupted the busyness. Yeah. You know, this, right. the day-to-day -day hectic has quieted down, which means people are doing things that are just at a slower pace. And I will say, if I can take a moment to recognize the amazing job being done by the staff in the stores, it is not an easy job right now, and they are doing such a wonderful job of keeping things really calm and keeping that, like I said, that co-op vibe of being really welcoming and accepting and Kind of just taking it down a notch from what what it was when you walked in up from outside which is i think what we all kind of need right now <laughs> is a little less stress in our life and a little bit um a little bit more uh taking time to just appreciate and take care of each other absolutely those are all like the silver linings that marnie and i keep talking about over the last few months that you mentioned um so have you seen now that some restaurants are opening up again have you seen it taper off i mean you know the first few weeks right shelves were certain shelves or bear, yeah. especially at the baking section yeah. and the canned goods. Yeah, at first it was almost like holiday level traffic, but day after day after day, and, and just the whole supply system wasn't ready for that. Now things are leveled off, and I would say it's pretty on par. I mean, there yeah, there are still things that we're like out of on the shelf, but most things I think like we're getting deliveries of things in, you know, how long they stay on the shelf may be a different story, but um, I think for the most part, it's it's getting a little bit more back to normal, but maybe still slightly busier than, than we're normally used to at this time of year. Okay. So I just have to say, I think, you know, I shop in the Minnetonka store and I think they're doing a fantastic job. I've been to a number of grocery stores during this time where I have not felt um, like I'm in the best situation in terms of my health and safety. And when I go to Lakelands, I feel like my cart is clean, people are spaced out, there's someone always standing there kind of directing where you check out, they're making sure that you're spaced out in the line. Like, I just, I think you guys are doing a great job. Well, thank you for that. Because it's definitely been challenging and just trying to navigate, you know, everyone has a different comfort level and trying to respect where that person is at and make them feel welcome still and like this is a safe space for you to shop no matter what's going on out in the world it's, it's tricky though yeah. yeah and they make it look so easy but again it's not an easy job so please <laughs> not just at our co-op but at all grocery stores please yes. you know show your support and um give them 
give them the accolades for the amazing jobs that they're all doing. And a little bit of understanding too. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, a lot of us are, have the luxury of working from home right now, but not everyone. And so right. we really appreciate the people that are there hours and hours every day. Thank you. Um, so for those of our listeners who are local and for those who are not local, where can they find you and learn more about the co-op, um, social media, website, even for those that are not local, there's recipes and great content on your website and how can maybe our non-local listeners find their local co-op too? So we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, mostly Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then as you said, we have our uh, website at lakewinds.coop, so www.lakewinds.coop. Um, and then also if you want to look for and uh, co-ops that are near you, there's uh, an entity called the National Co-op Grocers or NCG. If you go onto the NCG website, there is a actual an interactive like map that will help you locate the co-ops near you. You can type in your uh, state and it'll spit out all of the co-ops that are NCG related in your state. And NCG co-ops are just um, those of us who have kind of uh, grouped together to um, have more buying power and um, marketing assets available to us. One other resource could be if you're in the Minnesota, Wisconsin area, localfoodisessential.org. Mm -hmm. This is a new uh, collaborative effort of local food-minded organizations who are trying to help local farmers at this time during the pandemic. So um, it's the Good Acre uh, Food Hub. It's Renewing the Countryside, Minnesota Grown, Driftless Grown. Lots of great organizations coming together. And um, there's going to be an Eat Local pledge coming soon. So people can take that pledge, but there'll be resources on the website of how do you find a local farmer's market, um, CSAs. Find your local co-op. Farm stands, lots of different places people can go to find local food around the, um, the whole region here, so. As well as some resources after you take that pledge to help you support you in being uh, more successful in, in making the swap to local foods when you can. And the whole, oh, I love that. Yeah, and the whole reason again is because it seems kind of, um, Maybe people don't understand when you see that the grocery stores are busy, that a lot of farmers grow for restaurants and universities and even like corporate campuses. And those places that are shut down or restaurants that are much quieter than usual, um, you know, the farmers have grown that food and now those places don't need it. So they have food that's growing in their fields and no place to sell it. So those small local farmers are really hurting right now. And however we can help people find them and find their food is going to be a win-win because we don't want that delicious local produce like left in the fields. We want it feeding people. So the more we can um, help support them, the better all of us will be. Right. Well, I yeah, love thank I you for mentioning that because we will link up all that in the show notes. And maybe we'll even do like a challenge, Marnie, through the podcast and through our social media to encourage people because my CSA starts today, which I'm so excited about. Yay! And where are you getting your CSA from? Um, Featherstone. So I've done four oh, different yeah. ones. Awesome. And I'm really excited about Featherstone. And I've been doing yeah, it with the neighbor. Great. We share it every year. But the other thing is, for those of you, and probably, you know, this is obvious to a lot of people, the local food is going to taste so much better. I mean, not only is there less the carbon footprint and all that, but it will be, it's like the tomatoes that you grow in your backyard, right? They're like candy. And then you get tomatoes off season and it's like, you know, I mean, they really they're, don't they're taste They're watery, like they have no taste, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just another push to get people to buy more local produce, especially. 
So, so where can we find out more about that Eat Local pledge you mentioned? Yeah, so it's going to kick off. I don't know when the podcast is airing, but July 6th is the current plan for the PR Eat release. Local pledge to really kick off. Um, okay. So again, it's localfoodisessential.org. And there's a pledge. I don't know if it's live yet. But I don't think it's live it, yet. But by July 6th, it, it will be. Yep. Uh, so people can sign up and then we're hoping people will share that on social. Like, hey, I took the Eat Local Pledge. You should too. Here's challenge what it's friends. about. Yeah, challenge friends. Maybe even take some pictures of their local grocery haul. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we will do that. This episode is going to air on the 8th. Oh, perfect. That's great Two timing. Days after. Wonderful. So perfect nice. timing. Okay, and great. Yeah. I know you also have a couple of upcoming promotions in July within your stores. Can you just share real quick and we'll link it all up in the show notes as well? Yeah, do you yeah. want to, do we, well. You could do, you could, I guess could we do could both do if you want. I, I, yeah, we, maybe we'll just talk more about this, the, the body care sale just because I know people don't always listen to it the day it, our supplement sale is really close to when this airs, but um, we do have coming up August 16th to 22nd is our body care sale. And it's a whole week long because we're trying to avoid having crowds in the store. So while it might normally be a day or two, you have a whole week to save 25% off of your clean body care. Yeah, and so body care for us is things like everything that you put on your body. So like shampoos, conditioners, um, lotions, toothpaste, makeup, makeup, yeah, things like that. All of that is body care. And um, as, as Renee said, 25% off for the whole week. Um, our owners can also choose to use their once monthly 5% uh, discount in conjunction with that. So you can get 30% off your body care if you shop and use your discount. That's awesome. I love that sale when you guys run it. And I, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of, I don't know if you say it, Vika or Vika or... Vika. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's I great. Love that. The Prodigal Son is my favorite. Which, yeah. which do you like? So I like that jar. I don't even know what it's called, but it's super thick and I put it on like my neck and my chest. Mm -hmm. And I like the acne TNT and I like the face wash. I use a bunch of her stuff and mm -hmm. I always wait for the sale. <laughs> I, I know. I have a running list already of what I'm going to be buying during the sale. So, <laughs> <laughs> <a few> <laughs> so um, as we wrap up, we love to ask all our guests, what does the art of living well mean to you? Do you want to go first or should I go first? Okay. Um, to me, the art of living well, again, kind of ties into that principle seven for co-ops concern for our community. I think the art of living well is really about taking the best care of ourselves and each other as we can, being supportive of each other, being kind and um, caring for our environment. So overall, you know, trying to leave things a little bit better than the way we found them, I guess. That's kind of a, the, the mantra I, I try to live by. Um, and what living well, you know, again, is I think it, a lot of it does come down to taking some time to um, be intentional, give some thought to what you're doing and know that what you're doing, um, whether it be your buying habits or the way you treat someone uh, really has repercussions, you know? I love that. And I love that Jenny's is like a big picture and mine is very, like, very small. <laughs> so mine, mine um, as I thought about this, it just, I really felt like finding and appreciating those little joys in life is so important to me because life does get so busy and so hectic and right now it's pretty stressful. So being grateful for those little things like a fresh strawberry from your garden, um, completing a project at work that people appreciate and give you kudos on, 
um, going for a walk and like seeing that favorite tree in your neighborhood, like those little moments and seeing them and feeling that gratitude to me um, really helps you live a well life. Both of those were so beautiful. I love everything that you said. Great inspiration for everyone. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast today. We loved having you. Thank you for having us. Thank you so yeah. much for having us. This has been a great conversation and we really appreciate your support for like local food, local farmers, local makers, and all that you do to help people live well is amazing. And all of your listeners, I hope will consider supporting their local co-ops because cooperative businesses really are something special. They are. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. We are so excited that we created these fabulous new products for our listeners to support our podcast. Yeah, we have two new recipe books and one is curated for families. So there's lots of family friendly recipes that both kids and adults will love. I've made these recipes for my family and everyone enjoys them. And then we have a second recipe book for those that want plant-based foods and maybe you're already eating vegan or maybe you're just trying to incorporate more vegetables and plants into your diet. They both have shopping lists and they're made with ingredients that you can find at almost any grocery store. You don't need to go to like a specialty store to find these ingredients. And we also created a Minneapolis Healthy Restaurant Guide and we're really excited about it. We want to support our local restaurants and um, it's really meant for you to find little gems in town that maybe you didn't know about. It gives you a chance to eat healthy out in a restaurant. Um, the food is delicious at these places. They're sourcing local sustainable foods and we're just really excited to support our local healthy restaurant community. And then the last product that we created is our favorite Art of Living Well podcast water bottle. It's 24 ounces. You may have heard us talk about this on stories um, because it serves both hot and cold beverages. There's a straw, you can use it or use it without the straw and it's perfect for on the go at home, wherever, and it'll help keep you hydrated. So we'd love for you to try our products and support our podcast. As our listeners, you can head on over to our website, which is www.theartoflivingwell.us slash products and order yours today. Maybe even give one as a gift. And also just to let you know, we priced all of these products um, pretty low so that everybody could enjoy them. $7 per guide, $20 for the water bottle, and we'd love your support. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well. Thank you.